Okay. Hey team, this is Danielle and welcome of the 40 something and interning podcast. This week, I am so excited to bring a recent graduate from an HBCU on the show. I've had a similar experience having gone to an HBCU. And at this point, um, there are only 2.3% um, registered dietitians in the United States that are actually black. So it's all nice to see somebody that kind of looks like you when you are, you know, networking. And so I'm so excited to introduce you to Shantae Jackson. Welcome to the show, Shantae. Thank you, Danielle. Hi, everyone. I want to say thank you for having me here. And of I'm course. so excited to talk about um, my story through my didactic program at, at HBCU. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Okay. So tell everybody like who you are, where you come from, how old you are, like just give us the deets. Okay. My name is Shante Jackson. I am 26 years old and I started my didactic program two and a half years ago. Um, I got my bachelor's in, I have a bachelor's in science with a focus in dietetics. Okay. And which school did you attend? I attended Virginia State University, which is in Richmond, Virginia, my hometown. Okay. I love it okay. so much. I love it even more because of my HBCU now. So shout nice. out to them. All right. Okay. Um, made you interested in nutrition and dietetics? Ooh, um, that was a while ago. So when I was around 20 years old, I met my boyfriend mm -hmm. and my boyfriend is, that I have now. And he was vegan at the time. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I love cooking. How am I supposed to cook for somebody that don't eat what I eat? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a challenge. Um, but they, his family kind of took me in like, oh, you don't, you don't even have to worry about cooking. We will cook for you. So I was exposed to um, food in a very different light. Right. So was his family vegan or just he? His family. Okay, cool. Yeah, so and I had... So at that point in life, at that age, I had a totally different connection and relationship to food since then. Mm -hmm. And I was never really advised or um, educated on food or nutrition growing up and knowing that my family do have health problems such as um, heart disease, um, high blood pressure, diabetes, mm -hmm. um, and the list can go on and on, but no one has ever really talked to me about these problems that have been reoccurring in my family. So once I got introduced to food and nutrition, I was like, okay, well, let me see how I feel about it. And then once a few years went by, I fell in love with it. And I was like, how do I get into this career? Like, what is, where can this career take me? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I happened to come across the words dietetics, registered mm -hmm. dietitian. <laughs> Okay. Are you vegan? I was vegan um, for three years, about three years. And okay. once I went back into school um, and I got further educated on different uh, things that the body needs, I was comfortable um, in putting fish or other meats back into my diet. Okay. Nice. And your um, boyfriend, is he still vegan? 
No, we we both actually eat fish now. So that's one, ah, one thing we consume that's new for us. And okay. we love it. Nice. Well, see, I like that flexibility. I hear people talk about veganisms and their experience with it. It's very, very, um, well, for some, it's very, very strict. And it's this and it's not that and don't do this and don't do that. And it's cool that you were able to get like educated on um missing nutrients from that diet and how to integrate it back into your diet in a way that you know it didn't like you were less than I think a lot of people feel like if they can't follow a certain diet or shift as far as what they're eating to the T like they feel like they're doing it wrong but clearly you can't do nutrition wrong right yes and that's what I had to learn as I was going through this process of like being in school and being exhausted. Like I was having headaches and <laughs> migraines and just feel like I wasn't, I wasn't functioning as well until I started mm-hmm. including things back into my diet. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I was very like, it's, it's, you should always be comfortable and confident about what you eat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a very individual thing. You know, it's not just because it worked for Sally that it's going to work for you and your lifestyle and your preferences, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. That was it was a little hard for me to accept it at first. And I was like, okay, well, like this this is what I'm studying. This is what I'm doing. So it was a learning and teaching point for me as well. And not just like, well, I'm just gonna be teaching people about this because this is what I do. Like, right. Everything, I, everything is not for everybody. Correct. Yeah. And I think about that. Because you've had this experience, it'll make you um, and a more relatable practitioner um, once you, you know, get those letters behind your name and, you know, it'll make it easier for people to understand and kind of listen to you because you have that type of experience. That is the goal. (laughs) That is the goal. Okay. So at this point, you are a recent graduate, right? Yes. I, I literally just graduated December 18th. 2021. Congratulations. <laughs> it better be. You earned it. Congratulations. Thank so you. So what again. did you of course? So what did you think about your didactic experience? Like what courses did you love? What courses did you love to hate? Like what was that like for you? The courses I really enjoyed was microbiology. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that was more food safety. Um, okay introduction to nutrition that mm-hmm. was the very first course where I was like really this learning about the digestive <laughs> system and mm-hmm. how food um travels through the body and how it exits through the body I was very fascinated with that okay and then once we start getting into organic chemistry is once I started <laughs> doubting myself a little bit of if Aww. I was really going to make it through this program or not <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think that's trying for most students. I don't know. Some people are just awesome when it comes to chemistry and organic or um, biochem. But most of the people that I talked to, it was like definitely a struggle during that time. Were your classmates feeling the same heat? Yes, um, my classmates were definitely feeling the same heat. And they were trying to warn me what to do ahead of time or prepare me what to do ahead of time before taking that class. Like, um, my, not microbio, um, biochemistry and organic mm-hmm. chem. Mm-hmm. And I, when I tell you, I was in tutoring almost every day. 
at least you reached out to get the help. You know, a lot of us will just get discouraged and not uh, reach out for it. Some of us just drop the class or, you know, just change the major altogether when they see the sciences that are involved. Is that how you felt? Yes. For a second, I wanted to drop the class. And then I think, I mean, this is one thing that I also love about my the, um, HBCU experience that I had was that I was able, I was felt very comfortable talking to my professors. Mm-hmm. And they were very honest with me and they became my support system. So when it came down to me not feeling as confident, they informed me that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And they Absolutely. were here for me to to build me up, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one thing I was very ashamed to say when I was um, a student at Virginia State. I had anxiety taking some of those organic chem tests and biochemistry tests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My anxiety had gotten so bad that I could no longer focus on the test when I received the test in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I would completely bomb the test. And my professor informed me if I was having anxiety that I needed to go to a doctor. I needed to go to a physician and have them write me a note. <laughs> and I will be able to receive... Um, extra time on my test see the stuff that people don't tell you right right so just having them there and them being honest with me just just that was the only way I was really able to get through some of those classes mm-hmm. was yeah. the um the, I, the relationship the rapport I developed with my professors mm-hmm. it's it's a an experience um I think some people understand the HBCU experience. And for those that don't know, HBCU is historically Black colleges and universities. So I attended South Carolina State University in Orangeburg, South Carolina. That is also an HBCU. It was an experience like no other, as far as I'm concerned. I have always been the little chocolate chip of my classes, like all of my schools, um, it didn't matter like playing sports I was always like the black girl on the team and so my Mm -hmm. HBCU experience it was I was the majority like there everybody was very similar to me yet different and there were certain things that didn't have to be explained like the nuance of just the culture um it made learning um uh, what's the word for it? It made learning a little bit more comfortable, okay. but at the same time, it made it very challenging. Actually, in our nutrition and dietetics department, partially because they were quite aware that the percentages of a black RD in the United States were very low, right? And so. They pushed us really, really hard to make sure that we grasped the uh, the information um, and that it wasn't just passing a class. So uh, sometimes I would feel like, well, damn, I feel like they're harder on me than, <laughs> you know, maybe other students at other universities are having it. But at the end of the day, as I reflect on it, I'm thankful for that challenge as well as the support. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's definitely needed. And I know sometimes it feels that um, we don't feel like it, it. You may not have felt like you was being uh, an outcast, but the light mm-hmm. was shining on you was just a little brighter. Yeah. <laughs> it was picking up a little more. Yes. The heat was on for sure. <laughs> 
And that's really, um, I feel like it's needed. And I feel like it's there to prepare us for the future because I felt like I was even thrown in some situations where you have to be, you have to be confident in yourself to be around certain people, yes. especially in, within a work environment where, you know, it's, you, I mean, like you said, you're the chocolate chip within your classmates. And <laughs> almost the same thing within the work environment too. Yeah. And having that confidence and um, letting people know that will also prepare you for your future. Mm hmm. If you're at a table, you deserve to be at the table and you may have a perspective that someone else doesn't have or be able to relate to a client or a patient in a way that someone else can't. And all we're all working towards the same thing is the betterment and the the health and wellness of our client or patient, you know, again, but if you are at the table, you deserve that seat at the table. What are you going to do with that seat at the table is the question. And right. And know that. (laughs) Because and just because somebody may some, say something to you, don't give up your seat. And that's that's what I correct. Had to learn. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I had to learn. It's like it's not time like to just walk away and just throw in the towel. It's, you right. stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's important, and it, I mean again, quite an experience, but it just gives you a different vantage point on how to work um, in the community. And speaking of work, you just. You were just hired somewhere, weren't you? Yes, I was just hired at WIC. Okay, um, I'm congratulations again. <laughs> um, WIC was, WIC is in public health, so it's more community nutrition. Mm-hmm. And this was a field that I was very interested in because once again, I love my hometown. I love Richmond, Virginia. And I always know, I always knew that I wanted to be in my community somehow. So I think this mm-hmm. is a great way in to give me that experience, um, at least as a nutritionist, to start yeah. working my way within this field. I agree. I think you'll get a lot of um, counseling, good counseling experience, as well as becoming well-versed in resources that are available locally and um, lactation experience as well. So you're going to get some good experience with WIC and it's also going to look good on your application. So what are you thinking? Because if um, right, I think you're doing the spring die cast, correct? Yes, I'm doing the spring die cast match because I just did not want to rush my process. I was already mm-hmm. overwhelmed, stressed out <laughs> <laughs> with senior year. Yeah. And, um, I know the 2024 change is coming where they're making effective that you have to have a master's program before sitting with an RD exam. Mm -hmm. But I knew I had enough time to make some decisions before um, that became effective. Okay, nice. So what is your thought process like? How many um, DIs do you plan to apply to? Like what's your thinking? So right now, since I'm at WIC, WIC has a dietetic internship. Mm-hmm. Um, that is paid for, but it oh, is awesome. to be approved. <laughs> okay. What's the timeline? Do you know? Um, the timeline to complete the internship their their internship is 11 months part-time. So okay. they have a, the, the internship is part-time so that you're still able to work part-time with WIC to receive a paycheck. Oh, how amazing because I'm broke. Right. That's <laughs> That's how, I, and that's a tip that I would definitely put out there if I um to give advice 
to any students or interns um, being fi- financially prepared for this mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this piece of the career, like this yes. internship, it it seems like forever, but the time really does fly. But it it can be real painful if you're not prepared for it money wise, for sure. Money wise, definitely. So that was just financially WIC was became one of my options um, Mm -hmm. to complete an internship. That's not my only option at this moment. Um, I do want to apply. I am applying to Virginia State's internship. Um, We have a very strong agriculture department. And I love working with plants. I love doing lab research. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done some lab research at Virginia State. I was a lab researcher in one of their buildings. Um, Okay. And And I was looking at, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but I was looking at just who you are and like who you've shaped up to be as a student. Please brag on yourself, please. (laughs) I'm impressed. Well, I feel like I don't want to brag too much, but I do have a lot to say. (laughs) Well, say it. Shine, mama. (laughs) So I was president of my nutrition organization at Virginia State. Okay. And I really wanted to bring together a community within that program. I feel like most of the students are so stressed out. They're, for one thing, they're stressed out. We are stressed out. It's non-traditional students. Most people have kids already. Most people mm-hmm. have a degree already or are coming, returning back to school somehow. And now COVID was going on. Mm-hmm. So I felt the need to step up and co- sorry, step up and create a community within my program for the students so we will uh, meet once a month I will reach out and network to with other RDs to come sit in on our meetings to answer questions that we may have Um, I also worked with a nonprofit organization called SEED um, to include diversity within the dietetics program they are a um, how can I say they are Registered dietitians, they're housed registered dietitians um, through a company called Elwell. And most of the dietitians that work at Elwell also attended Virginia State somehow, somewhere, some way. They've come to Virginia State. So they wanted to give back to Virginia State by uh, creating a nonprofit and doing 5K runs or just doing volunteer community service, things of that sort to raise money for VSU dietetic students. Oh, how awesome. Yes. And um, I work with them on a 5K run. We've helped them um, volunteer with that. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, I've also helped put together um, like a a mini marketing commercial for Seed Dietetics and for Virginia State's uh, program to -hmm. show people that um, it's diverse. You know, we have people of color. We have people of different ethnicity. And we needed to show that and market that so that people, when it, when people want to know about the program or want to see something about the program, they can see themselves going through the program just as we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like just from that little piece, you have a lot of leadership experience. You have marketing experience. Like, how are you... Um, Notating these on your application, like your supplemental applications and your applications for diecast, like how do you feel the process is going with the experiences that you do have? 
once you put it on paper, <laughs> it's a, it was like, okay, my list, my resume is way too long. You know, <laughs> so I was, you're trying to find a way to condense it all. Mm-hmm. But the good thing I can say about Diecast is that they want you to highlight everything about yourself. Yep. And it may seem strenuous, repetitive, um, even annoying, but they're really <laughs> trying to understand who you are. And it's a reason for it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my process, I'm, I'm still, I still have not completed my application. It's due February 15th. Oh, no, I, you have I've time. I've on it since the beginning of 2021. Wow. So I'm all, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm almost done. <laughs> but Good for you. <laughs> I went right to the, the time. I think I was a week before the cutoff and I finally finished mine. Good for you. Yeah, some people can get it in at the last moment. And I salute those that can because I was like, <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> no, congratulations to you. What a way to go into um, 2022. So what are you thinking? Like how many DIs are you considering applying to? And what type of internship are you looking for? I'm considering applying to two DIs through Diecast, um, Virginia mm-hmm. State University and VCU. Got it. Um, VCU internship is 11 months. Mm-hmm. So um, I won't be in, v- in Virginia State's and Virginia State University's is eight months. So okay. I'm okay with going to Virginia State University if I was to get accepted into VSU. VCU just has a stronger um, medical background. We all okay. know VCU stands for is like they they have the whole health system in Richmond. <laughs> okay, so it's more like a stronger clinical experience. Yes, a stronger clinical experience. Yes. Okay. Cool. Definitely in pediatrics and um, long term care, acute care, mm-hmm. a lot of rotations and um, clinical. Okay. And Virginia so, State, I'm very interested in because of the agriculture background and the lab research concentration. Okay. So both of these are traditional programs, correct? Yes, they're both traditional programs. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Got it. And you said eight months and 11 months. That's cool. And And I mean, even that 11 months for some will sound long, but it will absolutely fly by. Yes, that's what I heard. It flies by. And I've I've talked to some of my uh, previous classmates that went through their internship and they're contacting me like, yeah, you know, we just all needed a day off or (laughs) <laughs> needed a mental break and thankfully the the intern the schools the universities will give them a day off yeah it's a lot it really really is and it's I think what people don't understand about it is that you are on like once you're there you're on it's not like you're working a job and you're comfortable you know and you know people and you can chat it up I mean you can But if you are trying to soak up as much information and education as you can, as well as like impress your preceptors and let them know that you're thankful to be there and perform for your program directors, like you are on all the time. So, yeah, you need a break. You got to have some downtime. It is definitely needed. And I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) So... Up to this point, is it just you and your classmates or do you have um, mentors to help you through the process? What, how, what support have you had? 
Oh, I had so much support. Um, but I think the support that that meant the most to me later on in the program was having a mentor that completed their internship and mm-hmm. showed me a path that it just gave me confidence knowing that they just did the exact same thing that I wanted to do. They were here right beside me mm-hmm. and they just did it. So my so mentors, having a mentor, I had two mentors um, okay. consistently and two were students, previous mm-hmm. students of Virginia State. Cool. So definitely having my mentors and like constantly communicating with them. Like I I like to tell people, if you have a mentor, sometimes it's kind of hard to build a relationship with your mentor. Um, sometimes your that mentor is just not right for you. And I think people also need to talk, say that as well, that yeah. if that mentor is not right for you just because you got placed with somebody, then it's, the relationship may not be there. Then you have to just find another mentor. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I was lucky. I, through my experience with other people that I could look up to outside of dietetics that just kind of helped me think about things differently. Mm -hmm. But as I was looking to come back into like potentially um, applying for an internship, I started following diversified dietetics. I don't know if you follow them, but I, I, I yes, I did their, um, their mentorship and it was awesome. They matched me with, my uh, mentor that can't get rid of me, Dustin, who looks nothing <laughs> like me, but oh, he has been a godsend. He reviewed my whole application, like my personal statement and gave recommendations. He, through conversations with him, even helping me remember things that I forgot that I'd done. So mentorships, wow. And relationships are so important. And I think I say it on every episode. It's the honest to God truth because the connections that you cannot make, your mentors or people that you know can make them. And that's what's going to help you get ahead as well as um, your knowledge and your hard work. So absolutely, I recommend mentorship for sure. Definitely. Truly. Yes, it is definitely needed. I do not take... I would. Please don't take it for, uh, don't take it for granted. (laughs) And I want a mentor forever. Like just because I'm in this internship now and once I'm done and I pass this exam, like I still want a mentor. You can have a mentor forever. Do you mentor anyone? Internship going. Sorry? How was your internship going? Oh God, at this point it's halfway over and I'm shocked. Like it's halfway over. I've completed one, I've done one of my business I've done all of my clinical up next is food service management. I have another business relation and then enrichment, but I'm like at the peak of the mountain now. And after January, like, I think things will really start speeding up. I'll start studying and everything. It's been an awesome experience. I am so happy that I matched with the um, complete business dietetic internship. It was perfect for me and it's distance. It's so it's not traditional. So, but it's good. It's awesome for me. That's great. That's yeah. People, I feel like a lot of people don't really discuss the non-traditional internships as much, but mm-hmm. now I think since COVID has come in, a lot more people have started to voice to market them more, I should say, yeah. um, to talk about them. A lot more people are attending non-traditional internships. Mm-hmm. It's super competitive. There aren't enough internships, number one, but I think 
for those of us that in my space, like being in a different stage of my life, like I require different types of flexibility mm-hmm. for, you know, what's going on with me as well as COVID. COVID has made it more tricky than I think it would have been initially the distance internship because you have to hustle so hard to get your rotations. But um and in that sense, traditionals are amazing because you don't have to worry about that hurdle, you know? Right. Yeah. So how was it getting your preceptors? Um, how far in advance did you have to contact preceptors? Oh, man. So um, when I applied, I had to have secured a clinical rotation, like already. So I did the spring um, 2021 diecast, I had already started reaching out to clinical rotations and preceptors, just trying to see what was available as of like the previous October. And I was getting no's all through the winter. It was January when things started coming through for me. Wow. So yeah, it is rough. And I mean, even once we got started, because of COVID, we had people that had signed and well, not me, but others um, that had signed up with their preceptors and their preceptors were like, I can't do it. So then they had to go back out there and try to find other preceptors. So it's uh, it's tricky, but I view it as because this internship is like business entrepreneurship focused. Mm-hmm. It is uh, your introduction to sales. Like you really have to sell yourself and you have to get used to hearing no. And you have to get up, dust yourself off, try a different route, you know, and somebody's going to say, yeah, it's just how long are you, what tenacity do you have to hang in there? Wow, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Not to say that it's not a headache because it can I'm be. I'm sure it can be staying. That sounds a little stressful. Yeah, but it, it what, part stressful. Of, what part of the dietetic program was it? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what part was the most stressful? No, I was saying, like, what part? The diastasis program was stressful in itself anyway. So, like, going through the next step, oh. all of it's just preparing you to the next thing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a headache. But, I mean, halfway done, I've, I'm already feeling like I can take on almost anything because a lot of this I've had on my shoulders and I've had to push through Mm -hmm. to get it done. And things that I didn't think that I would do so well in, I've done better than I thought that I was going to do like, like really good responses from my preceptors. So it's been surprising. I would just say like, I I'm a competitive person anyway. So I'm going to try. And if you tell me that I can, or it seems like nobody wants to help me do it, I'm going to push harder and get it done. That's what's been happening. I think I'm proud of myself, really. I feel the same way. I like that. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, since this, since going through the program has challenged me so much, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it now. I know I can Mm -hmm. do it. I can do anything. Yep. Yep. And again, you know, there's something about feeling like, well, being in a field where things are super competitive, right? I know people that have applied for diecast a number of times, um, but they keep pushing forward. And I think they do end up getting matched once they figure out, you know, whatever the secret sauce is for them to, to get it and to figure out this crazy diecast system for the matching. But um, perseverance, you know, we'll get it done. 
and dietitians tend to be most of them anyway I think we all are just like headstrong in a sense (laughs) we'll get it done question for you so what is your plan after your completion of the dietetic internship that you will match with because I feel it okay give me the good energy good vibes good vibes (laughs) um my plan afterwards I want to complete a master's degree okay so you know what you want to complete it in or focus on I wanted to focus more in integrative health okay and uh, of course I was like no I I need to work full-time so I was okay with doing a part-time master's degree um online or in person if depending on how the classes would be taught and things of that sort but Mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to focus in integrative health um I always had a natural calling to work with plants I was actually in a horticultural horticulture um degree before I went to my dietetics degree okay interesting what made you shift over was it the the vegan relationship (laughs) it was more (laughs) of um I guess I felt like in that field I wanted a I wanted to know the nutrition side so yeah I think it it could have definitely been yeah like being exposed to um being vegan and mm-hmm. the relationship I had with food I was like mm, I think I'm, I'm kind of stronger over here so mm-hmm. let's start my career this way rather than this way okay either way you get to improve someone's health you know right it, it yes puts that as like the 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 biggest um the most important responsibility anyway um yeah. and I think I and I, I also want to commit um start making connections with um plant science just you know farming and uh gardening um farm to table things of that sort I think those things are definitely becoming more important when it comes down to nutrition now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so how do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics so I got this this great saying (laughs) okay I said, um, I feel that I want to shake it by the roots. Mm-hmm. And I like I, that. Right? Okay. I thought I was getting somewhere. <laughs> I like it. Shake it by the roots. Shake up nutrition and dietetics by its roots. And it, I, and once again, I was like, it all started with plants. You know, it all mm-hmm. started with our food source. It all started from the ground. Mm-hmm. So I want to get back to that side of um learning how to grow food as well as nourish the body. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just I like ready to go. To offer and I, but it's also still something that I'm learning too. Yeah. But it's definitely like, that's my goal. And what advice would you give to students um, that are looking to pursue um, a degree in nutrition and dietetics um, yeah and as well as applying for internships first of all don't do it alone going through school going through the dietetic program and the internship oh I, I do not feel I would not ever advise anyone to do it alone to be mm-hmm. alone because you need a support system um, and I will also say 
um, be prepared. I said this earlier to be prepared financially for the, um, the internship portion. Mm -hmm. I was, I was my, it was my junior year. I believe I was in college and I didn't do the proper research as I should have done, which fell back on me. I didn't know that (laughs) I had to pay for my internship. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, it's always a shock. The folk system at that point. Yep. I was like, okay, well, I already have to sacrifice working full time and things of this sort and doing this and doing that. And it was like, oh, yes, you have to pay for your internship. And I said, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's also what deters a lot of people because who has that funding lying around? And like you said, it really does require planning. Yes. Plan. Please plan. You may not know what internship you want to do, when you want to complete it. But if you plan and you have a support system there, like it makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think those are, that's amazing information. And then, so I have to um, give you my last question. Well, one of the last questions, which would be, if there's anything that I did not ask you or anything that you want to highlight for the audience about you. Just every, I want to highlight my HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, my professors there, thanks to them, I was able to, um, have a full-time job getting out of college and save some money before completing that internship. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to highlight my, like the hard work that you have to put in. I did a lot of hard work. I did a lot of volunteering, a lot of keeping my GPA almost to that 4.0 level. And it is... See, this is what I'm talking about. What was your GPA? <laughs> I maintained a 3.8 GPA. Oh, wow. I hope you're proud. You should be proud. I was proud. Wow. I had my core zone for graduation. I'm in Kappa Omicron. <laughs> Let's go. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Good for you. And it sounds like <clears throat> from what I've read about you and the things that we've discussed, like a very well-rounded student. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of good information that program directors will be um, impressed to read about you. So I'm wishing you all the luck, though I don't think that you're going to need it. I think you're going to be fine. Oh, I do need it. I, I would take it. I would take it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Miss Shante, can you please share any contact information if any of the um, audience members would want to reach you or talk? Yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Shante. O-U-I underscore S as in Sam, H as in hot, A as in apple, N as in noun, T as in Tom, A as in apple. U underscore Shante. That's the best way to contact me and to find me. I'm not really on too many other platforms at the moment. And I hope you can reach out to me if you would like to. Oh, you can also email me. My email is Shante.Jackson. One six at gmail.com. Cool. And don't worry if you didn't catch that. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. So Shante, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experience and your hopes for what's next. Congratulations on your graduation and Yay. your new position with WIC. You deserve it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Bye everyone. Ooh.